It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard a Monday after all the smoke's uh, going to clear here for uh, week one of the uh, high school football season, and uh, we'll, we'll rehash what we know and what we think we know, and then we'll go into what's coming up, and uh, yep. it'll be it'll be a fun show that way, and of course, top 10's coming up in the last segment. Yeah, and um, one, now that you said like the dust has settled, we've been able to digest this all a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see uh, where we both stand if, if having a little bit of time to sit on something has changed how we feel or if we've become a little more steadfast in our beliefs. So week two is doesn't have quite as many interesting matchups, but there's a few, especially now that a couple leagues start league play. There's a few ones we're uh, interested in, but it'll be a it'll be a fun show because we'll, yeah. we'll have a couple fun segments. Obviously, the most entertaining, I, I think, BWAC starts league play this week, and the BWAC went seven and one in week one, and I thought that there were some tough matchups there, and BWAC teams handled everybody. Right. We will have to talk about the. Um, have to talk about the North Branch game because that one finished after we recorded late Friday night. But besides that, uh, set up this week in the start of some conference play. All right. We'll do that next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. 
respected throughout the community and dedicated. Sharon is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry-out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady uh, here on the uh, podcast uh, today. Um, just uh, a couple of things to clean up on uh, Saturday. Uh, it was Parkway Christian over New Haven, 46-24. And Ada Forest Hills Eastern beat North Branch 21-6, to uh, six, uh, Brady. And having not seen the game, this score doesn't tell me anything that I need to know. It tells me a little bit um, that I was concerned about North Branch's offense. Uh, we, we documented just how much they lost and having to break in a new quarterback, a new system. Doesn't shock me that North Branch was held to to such a low total. I mean, Dennis, you, you go back. You know, the last time North Branch was held to single digits was when they were shut out in the regional final against Country Day back in 2020, and that was still weird circumstances. They've scored a yeah, lot. It was also, ever the since. game was played me, like in the middle they of lost, January. Uh, they, they only scored seven against Crosslex two games later. I know if I missed that one, some people were gonna <laughs> let me know about it. But my point being is they've scored a lot of points, and for them to not put up some points tells me that their offense is taking a little bit of time to break in, and it tells me that maybe it might be a little bit of a. Uh, gradual improvement with North Branch with a new coach with a bunch of new players might take a little bit of time the 21 points hey that's something you can work with they, they that's that's a number you can get to feasibly well I just uh, again I look at it I, I'm looking at did they get handled did they play competitively I, I'm going to consider this as again having not seen the game I don't, it could have been 21 to nothing and they scored on the last play. It could have been 14 to six and they gave up a pick six on the last play. Right. I mean, I don't know how the game went. It just looks like, okay, 21 to six to me is North Branch hung in there, played all right. I wasn't expecting them to go out and score 50 points. Um, yeah, maybe I was expecting them to score more than six. But again, I don't know were there turnovers, were you know what what were the issues for North Branch and how good is Forest Hills Eastern? Right. That's another you know factor that I, I just don't know. Um, I think they're an okay program. I think they make the playoffs fairly right. regularly. I mean, so I, I think this was a tough matchup, and I just don't know. I, I could look at it a couple of ways. I go, well, they played a tough team, tough, mm-hmm. or I could look at it and go. Well, it's disappointing. Like I'll, I'll I'll use Northern as an example. I know Northern's going to score more than three points this week. Mm-hmm. 
is North Branch going to score more than six this week? Well, is what I don't know. I wanted to talk to you. I mean, to start off this this first segment with what kind of games we're looking at this week, and the MAC teams are all crossing over with the lower division. We all expect them to be favorites in their games, but the BWAC has some interesting ones, and I guess one matchup I'm going to look at a little closer after week one results is North Branch's game when they host MLA City because MLA City didn't just beat up Hazel Park. They absolutely dominated them. Again, 48 nothing. that's a domination. Dennis, they held Hazel Park to 20 yards of offense. That's not something you do by accident. Like, I, Unless Hazel Park is the worst team on the east side of the state, unless they're the worst team in the MAC by a mile, that tells me MLA City is at least making strides to being a more competitive program. It was not that long ago that MLA City was about a 500 football team. We're not that far removed from back-to-back winning seasons for the Spartans. Well, I mean, obviously Hazel Park couldn't run the football against MLA City in this game. Negative 24 Uh, rushing yards on 27 attempts. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's a really good sign. Uh, What can we take from this game? Uh, That MLA City is better than they were last year and that Hazel Park isn't very good. Um, Yeah, this week's game will tell me more about both MLA City and North Branch. If MLA City goes in there and does that to North Branch – then you go, oh, MLA, they C- just win the MLA game. City's a lot more improved, and North Branch is definitely down. Even if they just win the darn game, that says a lot. Um, because MLA City, they, they have not won a lot of BWAC games. In fact, uh, the last BWAC game they won that wasn't against Algonac was actually Almont. Believe it or not, back in 2020. Yeah. So... They they need, but to they get were some decent. Co- right. That was the COVID year, and Elmont had a funny a season and that win, year. And then they had a four and three season. They had a four and two regular season in, in 2020. The only losses were to Cross Lex and North Branch. Yeah. They, I think they technically finished third in the league that yeah. year. Yeah, and they were playing teams tough. Right. So again, maybe MLA City just was going through the ups and downs that you get in high school football, and they're they're on an up again. But that's maybe one of the most intriguing matchups. Obviously, Yale Armada is going to be the one that everybody's talking about. But as a, I guess, as an undercard, Emily City North Branch is not a bad one. And that's one I'm going to keep an eye on pretty, pretty closely. Yeah, I, I still think this Armada Yale game is the big one. Mm-hmm. As far as the the BWAC is uh, concerned, um, unless we get to week three and Emily City knocks off Elmont, and, and then <laughs> and then you got to look at Emily City Armada in week four and go, okay, well, I'm going to take this game seriously. Case, we might end up doing like four straight Armada games. Well, I, they come out of the gate swinging. Yeah, because they they are really top heavy on their their schedule here, but I. You know, I, I think the Spartans can be a nice story. Mm-hmm. Do I think they're ready to challenge for the, the BWAC? Probably not, realistically. Um, but it would be nice if we're talking about an Emily City team that's trying to get into the playoffs at the uh, end of the, the year. Again, 
I have nothing but esteem for the BWAC. They went 7-1 and one in week one, and you had Croslex playing Swan Valley, Armada playing Marine City. Um, Richmond was going up against St. Clair. Elmont took on Marysville. So, I mean, they had a challenging schedule. Right. And they went 7-1. and one. Uh, and and the scores are 56 nothing, 48 nothing, 39 nothing, 37 7 and they only played less than the first half yeah. in that game 40 to 20, 24 to 6 and even Algonac beat Vassar 29 to 14. So I mean it's a pretty lopsided games especially when we talk about the top we talk about the top half of the BWAC. Armada maybe had the most impressive win of week one, and their point difference is only fifth best in the right. in that conference. It was very dominating. But, Dennis, when, when you look at this week two matchup, what other games jump out? Is Yale are made as the obvious one? Yeah. So, besides I mean, this, that is, one, this I is Yale's chance to say we're a, we're a big dog. Yes. Yeah, the, the, no the, pun intended. The, the Bulldogs are a big dog. And this is Armada's chance to say, last week was no fluke. We are that good. Right, and that's going to be the question is now you look at what some teams have coming up. I talked about on the reaction show how Marine City doesn't have a really big prove-it game until maybe Marysville, if they can figure it out, if not Lamphere, Um, because Lamphere was the only team in the silver to get a win. In week one. So that might be the next, like, game where you're going up against a potential playoff team. Uh, unless, I mean, I still think St. Clair and Marysville can turn it around, but they got off to slow starts. But for Armada, Yale took care of business. It was, what, 56 nothing, Yeah. And that was on the road. This game for Yale is, I think we talked about it in the preview. This is a game where it cannot be moral victories. It has to just be victories. And... Armada, the last, since they've really come on the scene, their only real big kryptonite has been Cross-Lex. Dennis, since 2021, do you know how many teams not named Cross-Lex have beat uh, Armada in the BWAC? One. Elmont, 14-7 the week before they played Cross-Lex. Armada's handled the rest of this league. But Yale, I mean, this this is a show-me show game. Um, we'll, we'll get more in-depth with, with the breakdown and how we think it'll go. But, yeah, this is a game where Yale has to come to play. And if you don't, you're going to get a lot of people going, oh, well, maybe Yale isn't as good as we thought they were. Yeah, you, you definitely you have to compete. Right. Uh, win would be tremendous, but you, you have to compete. You can't get blown out in this game. Oh, I, again, I think the time for moral victories is past for Yale, and it's kind of like how Armada was last year. They, they had a big show-me game, and they lost to Croswell, but then they showed us the next five weeks by winning out the rest of their league schedule and getting the BWAC title. Uh, any of the MAC games um, early in the week pique your interest at all? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I know Northern took it on the chin, but I fully expect them to get better, uh, at Fitz this week. Um, I, PH is going to beat East Point, but I'm interested to see what kind of a team East Point is. 
um, because they did win in week one again against an unknown. I don't right. know what Crestwood is like, but I'm going to assume that East Point's at least got athletes. Right. You know, like that that they've got some kind of a clue, um, and and uh, you know, and PH needs to get back. I, I think we'll talk a little bit more about them uh, coming up uh, in a few minutes, but. I fully expect the, the two Port Huron schools to rebound. Um, I think we'll get uh, better performances. We better get better performances from Marine City, Marysville, and St. Clair. Clawson should not come to East China Stadium and do anything against Marine City. I feel bad for Clawson. Because Mar- there, there's a chance that, that game's 50 to nothing at halftime. And I hope it is because – that's what the Mariners need to do. They need to flex their muscle and say, hey, don't worry about us. Marysville needs to be much better. And the way Hazel Park got lambasted by Imlay City, Marysville needs to go to Hazel Park and win impressively after losing yes. impressively. Um, and, and, it's, and it's the same for St. Clair. Lincoln won in game one, but you got to go to Lincoln and you got to beat Lincoln. Um, you, you can't lose that game and start the season 0-2 with Marine City coming up in week three. All right. Uh, quick programming note. We had a cu- we had at least one game moved to Wednesday. Uh, Almont Algonac got moved up a day due to officials. Unfortunate for them, fortunate for us, because that means I can go down there and I will be down at the Swamp on Wednesday night doing that game. So we'll get to see Algonac. And we'll get to see how much they've bounced back from not having the program. And I want to see this Almont team with my own two eyes. Because that that was as impressive as a, a win as I think many teams had in week one. Maybe I was just too high on Marysville. But I wasn't surprised Almont won. I was surprised they thwacked them as much as they did. Well, I mean, uh, and and I was at this game, so it was close for a little while. It was a, a three nothing score, but w- once Elmont started to roll, they do it quickly. Mm-hmm. They score in, in bunches. Again, five minutes to go in the half. It was a three nothing game, and at the half, it was eighteen to nothing. Right. I mean, it happened that quickly. But Mar- Marysville, um, they gave up some big plays on defense. Um, and offensively, they just couldn't get it going. They couldn't get anything going against Almont. Right. And and it was and it's surprising because again, Marysville's such a big team, but they just they couldn't figure it out and get it to work for them. Almont, uh, Almont was Almont. You're going to look at them. They're going to come out. You're going to go. Right. You're you're not going to be impressed because they're 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 going to look small. And then the game's going to get going, and they're going to do the things that they do on offense, and it's like a machine, and and they seem to they, they know the right call at the right time. Right. Um. They they threw it around a a little bit against Marysville too. They didn't get a lot of completions, but they probably I mean, they they ran back to back long passes down the sideline. One was should have been pass interference, and the the refs forgot their flags. <laughs> the, then the second one he had the kid beat again and the ball was just overthrown and then everybody thinks well they're just going to do it a third time and then they ran a draw play for 79 yards and a touchdown so I mean uh, I like Almont do I think they're the best team in the BWAC 
they'll have to beat some some teams ahead of right. them on the schedule before I'll go that far. But they're in the mix. They're a good team. All right, Dennis, we'll take a break when we come back. Um, we're going to – well, we're going to do maybe a little overreaction slash underreaction type thing. Um, we're each going to give you a win that really impressed that made us buy stock, a loss that made us maybe go to DEFCON 5 and just start the concern, a win that you went that's nice but needs a little more around it, a little bit of padding, and a loss that you go doesn't matter that team will be fine. Yeah. All right. So we'll each give you one of those and then the top 10 later in the show. All right. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, welcome back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, Brady, I'll let you uh, kind of intro this segment and, and what we're going to do here. All right. So obviously after one week, it's not a big sample size to go off of. But us sitting in front of a mic for an hour saying, well, we'll find out in a couple weeks would be a pretty boring podcast. So as I mentioned before the break, we have four categories. A win that impressed that you're saying, okay, I'm hot. I, I am for sure higher on this team now than I was on Wednesday night. A win that you say, yeah, okay, you got the win, whether it was against a team that you know, they thought you should have blown out or maybe they didn't win as impressively as you thought. A win that needs a little bit more behind it. And same thing for teams that were on the wrong side of the scoreboard. A loss that, that worried you, that concern, and goes, ooh, maybe my beat on this team wasn't as good as I thought. And a loss that you went, you know what, I'm not worried about it. They'll bounce back. They'll be fine. It happens in week one. So which one do you want to start with, Dennis? Um, well, I'm going to go with what I thought was the most impressive win uh, of all the games on the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and that is Armada beating Marine City yeah, yep. 40 to 20. Um, uh, the the fact that they won this game the way they did, I think what it was 14 14 at one point, so that means they outscored them 26 to six the rest of the yep. way. Um, and this is impressive to me, like. Both these teams, I think, are good. Um, and actually, I, I, I could use this game over again as right. a loss that I, I'm not worried about Marine City, but I didn't do that. Um, Ar- Armada impressed me by winning this game by 20 points. I think this was a statement by them because, remember, it's we had questions. It's not exactly the same Armada team right. from well, the last two years. That's why it impressed me as well. I'll pick a different team so we're not the same one, but the fact that a lot of the names I said were new names that they weren't got that they were guys that maybe played very limited or didn't play at all on varsity last year, and we were calling I was calling it a lot. Um, the the biggest stat, and I. 99% sure the stat's accurate. That Marine City, after the opening drive, which ended in a fumble six, never had the ball with a chance to take the lead, unless you count a two-point conversion, but never had a chance to take the lead the rest of the game. So never once did Marine City have the ball, and they said, all right, if we march down and score, we're on top. That doesn't happen a lot to them. And Armada, whenever they needed a big score, hey, right before half, we're up seven. All right, go down the field and score to make it a two-score game. We get the second half, and do-do-do-do-do. All right, now it's 33-14 to 14 or whatever it was at that point, and the game's over Yeah, for all intents and purposes. Um, yeah, that one was the, the obvious, I guess, the easier one, but for a good reason. Armada was extremely impressive. I went a little off the beaten path, but I, I liked Emily City's win. I Because I had no idea what Emily City was. This is a team that's won, what, three games the last two seasons? And it wasn't that just they won. It was they absolutely dominated Hazel Park. Now, it impressed me in the fact, not that I think Emily City's a BWAC title contender now, but it impressed me in the fact that I think Emily City will be more competitive. 
that they can play with some teams, some maybe some non-playoff teams they'll beat, and maybe they'll be in the mix at the end of the year. But I, I think that MLA City win is an impressive week one victory. We went on, on the Friday night show, we talked about how long it had been. It was a long time since MLA City put the hurt on someone like yep. that. So that was my, I guess, second impressive win because MLA City hasn't done that in a while. And I thought it was a uh, not like this huge statement win, but a very nice step in the right direction for MLA City. Yeah, I, I almost picked that as my not impressed. Really? Game, just simply because Hazel Park's bad. But I, I just I don't want to take anything away from MLA City. So I didn't pick that game well, because reason- I, I am excited that they got the win because, like you said, when's the last time we had to talk about them just thwacking somebody? Well, and Hazel Park, the last two years, they haven't been great. They've been a 4-5 and five team the last two seasons, so they haven't been terrible. No, they, but uh, I, they're I beating bronze teams. Right. And we've talked about the bronze before. It's, it's again, hard to gauge those teams and if they're really good. This was a team that last year lost to Hazel Park 26 to nothing. So to turn it around and give it back to them twofold, yeah. that's why it, it impressed me a bit. All right, do you want to stay with the wins or do you want to go to, to a loss? Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm going to pick a, a game here. This, this is a win where I need to see more. Like, I'm encouraged. Richmond beat St. Clair 24-6. to mm-hmm. We think Richmond's getting better again. But I've got to see more right. because Crosslex is next. That's been their bugaboo. They have not been competitive the last two years. And for Richmond to get back on the map in the BWAC, I've got to see more. I'm encouraged that they beat St. Clair by 18 points. Didn't get scored on until the last play of the game. Nearly shut out St. Clair two years in a row. Right. This is a nice win for Richmond. Not taking away from it. But I need more before is, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. Is part of it because they have Crosslex right the next week? Yes. So you know you get the... I know I'm going to find out who the real Richmond is. Right. You find out, hey, even if they are just if they go up to Crosslex and they give them a game, that you're going to be impressed because you know this Crosslex team is good, where maybe if the Crosslex game or they didn't have as tough of a game in week two that maybe it wouldn't stick out as much as you know you're going to get an answer in three days. Yeah. All right. The one I had, um, and I'm going to say it's for very similar reasons, it's Yale, just because Annapolis has not been good, and they've almost outgrown that week one opponent that two years ago they needed to play a team like Annapolis, and they've outgrown it. And much like Richmond going up to Croswell, Yale gets to bring in Armada who just had, Dennis, your most impressive win of week one. So you can tell us right away that you bring in Armada, you get the win, the the, the ceiling's the roof, as they say. And I think that Yale can really pad this very quickly, but just the fact that, I guess the best way to put it is, yeah, they've outgrown that week one opponent, and that didn't tell me a whole lot, but they did what I expected them to do. But a lot of the wins in week one were impressive, so it's not that I don't think Yale's win was good. I just think that they have a chance week two, much like Richmond, to really cement it and yeah. and you know put a little authority behind that win. Yeah, and I, I thought about that game uh, as well. Uh, 
you, you kind of look at it because they have to they have Annapolis one more time. It was a four year yes. contract, and you kind of almost wish they could get out of that right. and play somebody different in oh, week one. By the way, well, what would have been a win that was the most impressive? I still think is Ubley's win over Clarkston Everest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one I wanted to, but I kept it more local. But Ubley's win over Everest was stupidly impressive. Yeah, that, they took a final four team from last year, and it was none night after a quarter. It, it was forty three to nothing to start the fourth. Yeah, and they won fifty to thirteen. I mean, yeah. it was stupid. And and they got another Peruski who scored four touchdowns. What'd you say? Just on their touchdowns, they had two hundred and fifty-five. They had two hundred and fifty-five yards. yards rushing on their touchdowns. All their touchdowns were rushing touchdowns in that game. So that one, I just wanted to throw out there as well because that was a a very impressive win. All right, Dennis, give me the loss that threw up a red flag for you that concerned you. Marysville getting shellac yeah. thirty-nine nothing by Elmont. Look, mm-hmm. hey, I think Elmont's good, and I I, I have thought Elmont was was fine but i thought marysville was better than this i thought they would be much more competitive hey i thought they had a chance to go to elmont and maybe win a football game right and hell i picked them they they didn't I'm, i mean again it was close for a little while like uh, there's five minutes to go on the half and it was a three nothing football game but once elmont started making big plays and they got their first touchdown and then they got a stop and then they got a big play and they got an, and all of a sudden four minutes have gone off the clock and it's gone from three, nothing to 18, nothing. And I'm like, what am I watching an eight man game? Right. Uh, and, and then they got the ball to start the second half and they made the adjustment where they went from the three back look to the wings and they marched right down the field and scored again. And it's 25, nothing. And it was like the lightning couldn't get there quick enough for Marysville. And then they couldn't make adjustments the next day. And and I mean, at that point it's you're, you're defeated. You're going back. If you're kind of walking but you got to come gallows. back and play and try to make it respectable right. instead of letting it get away from you. That's what worries me is that you came back the next day and you didn't play them tough, and the final score was twenty-five to eight or twenty-five to fourteen, or right. it was thirty-nine to nothing. Right. Uh, I had that one listed, but I guess my second one is Northern's loss at Gross Point South. It wasn't that they lost. It was that it was so non-competitive that you went up 3 nothing, and then Stugatz the rest of the game, yeah. nothing. Turnovers. Uh, tur- five turnovers. Um, not that it worries me in the fact that I, don't, I still think this PH team's good, but I thought they were going to be really good. Like I thought this was a team that could make a statement in week one that was really solid. Maybe I need to walk that back just a step or two until they get to prove it again. And much like, not as much as Max Silver teams, but similar to teams in the Max Silver. The fact that Northern, their next biggest test, I mean, Lance Cruz North, maybe they lost to Troy 21 nothing in week one, so probably not. Northern's next real benchmark might be the Crosstown Showdown. Yeah. And PH at least gets one in week three against Mott-ish. But, yeah, Port Huron. I got questions about Mott because I'm not impressed with a 
thirty to sixteen win over Fitz. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, Northern's we'll got to play Fitz this week, so maybe Fitz is better than I think. Right, because they're a team that one year can be to the moon, and the next year is in, in a crater. But Northern's loss just concerned me. The fact it was so non-competitive, and it was, yeah, it was. The worst case scenario, basically. Yeah, well, the the turnovers is real disparaging. And you say, well, their defense gave up 38 points, and we thought that was going to be good. I don't know what kind of a field the, right. the, that they were facing. When you turn the ball over, it's usually a short field for the offense, which makes it tougher. Um, but I was expecting a better showing from Northern, uh, too. And I guess the other reason why it's concerning, that's a potential playoff opponent. Yes. All right, what's a loss that made you go, yeah, that's not what I wanted, but I'm not too, too concerned? Port Huron High. Okay. The uh, the Red Hawks lost to Anchor Bay 34-12 to in another game that was split by Lightning where they started on Thursday, they finished on Friday. On Thursday, it was 14-12, to and PH was coming. Right. And then you have the Lightning break. Well, Anchor Bay is, they're in the red it's the, their coaches. It's like a college program the way they run things over there. You knew that they were before they even got back to the school. They they were going to look at that and see what what they needed to correct and come back the next day ready right. for PH. And so that's why when the final is thirty four to twelve, I would have liked to seen that game finished out on Thursday. I still think Anchor Bay wins. But I bet they don't win 34-12. to 12. No, and PH had all the momentum, and Joe even told us that. He felt that it, the air was sucked out a little bit. And, yeah, so that was one I considered um, for, for those reasons that for a half, you're playing really good ball. And the, the, the encouraging part was they went down 14 to nothing, and like Joe said, it felt like you're going, uh-oh, this is going to get bad quickly. And then... Nope, we're good. Let's get a touchdown, a safety, get a field goal to end the half. Hey, 14 to 12, we're feeling good. And then Mother Nature had different plans. Now, if you wanted to spin it a different way, you could say they came back and had no answers, that they didn't make any adjustments or or they were easy to prep for. But I I had that as well. The one I went with was Cardinal Mooney. Uh, Harbor Beach is a a top-tier program, Um, maybe – in the state in D8, they're that second tier behind the Beale Cities and Ublies right now. But I was concerned that maybe Harbor Beach would come down and, and take Mooney's lunch money. Mooney was very competitive, and you, a couple plays break a different way, and maybe Mooney gets the win. And I know Mooney doesn't want moral victories right now, but we said this in, in the summer. They could, have start, they could start out 0-2, and depending on how those two games go, we could still be pretty high on the Cardinals. And, and now that Ubley just shellacked Everest, you wonder what's going on at Everest. I suspect Everest is still and solid and Ubley just, is just otherworldly. Yes. But, um, but yeah, uh, uh, Beach came in and Mooney um, actually, you know, they had a long drive to start that football game that ended in a touchdown. Right. And, you know, then offensively they struggle, but that's because Beach plays good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beach made some adjustments. But, again, th- this was a, a basically a, a tie ball game going into halftime, 
And with one second to go on the half, Harbor Beach threw a ball into the end zone, and the kid made the catch. Those damn buzzer beaters against me. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's 14 to, you know, 7, and Beach is getting the ball first to to start the third quarter, and that's kind of where the game swayed. Right. Because then they came out in the third, they made an adjustment, showed a new formation on offense, marched down the field, then Mooney was fine after that. They didn't get scored on again, but now you're down 22-7. to seven. They had a chance at a touchdown. They didn't catch the ball. Right. Harbor Beach fumbled and gave it right back to them, and they punched it in, so I don't know what changes there. But it, it all boiled down to extra points are huge, and it's 22-13, to 13, and if you make your extra point, it's a one-possession game, and the onside kick means something. Yep. And when it got blocked, you're down Extra nine. Point, yeah. yeah, you're you're down nine, and you need the ball twice and again, and it's, it's like game oh, over. That game's over. All right. Were there any other games you considered for any of these categories? Um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Cross Lex and the most impressive win. I know Swan Valley might not have been what they've been in years past, but. 37-7 in the second quarter. Uh, I don't even think the most diehard Pioneer fans were expecting that much of a blowout. No, you, you know what? Um, prob- that was probably one of the games that we were super worried about going in. Like, hmm, you know, that, that's, a, that's a tough game. Um, I'm just kind of really quickly l- looking over some of these. One more. Uh, I want to. I want to tip my cap to uh, to Elginac again. Come on, they didn't play football last year, and I, I know Vassar's not a powerhouse program, but Elginac puts it together. Twenty nine to fourteen. That's a nice week one and win. I had to go back out to Vassar. Yeah. One more for the impressive category. How about a little love for KPAC? I mean, second year eight man North Huron's traditionally a pretty good program, and they got nada when they came into town, and KPAC just absolutely thwacked them. Them, and I also want to give a little love to the Yellow Jackets from Memphis. Um, that's probably one in the win that needs more category. But again, it's been a while since Memphis has done that. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to know. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in the uh, the, the car earlier today. When was the last time Memphis, Algonac, and Emily City not only won in the same week, but won by double digits? But won uh, like what? What do we got here? I have to do some quick uh, some quick math on this. So that's uh, so what? One hundred and eighteen to fourteen? Yeah. 118 to 14 and pitch two shutouts. Right. So it's 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 been a while. All right, Dennis, um, anything else or are you ready for the top 10? I'm ready for the top 10. Well, I'm never ready for the top 10, but I'm about as ready for the top 10 as I can be. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, 
wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Kinetico. Call us at 800-848-5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And even now, Brady is over there grunting and moaning, going, what do I do with this team? It's just it, the, the <laughs> damn GTC East teams because, again, I believe for their weight is the number one team. I mean, they probably have the best shot at winning a state title right now of any team. But if they played every team in our area, like if they're in the BWAC, they probably end up with a losing record. So it's just hard. I don't know about that. Like That's, they, they might not I, win it, but I, I think they'd be. I think to, they'd win some games. They might but, only have like eleven kids on the team, but they're all good players. That's just that's where it gets <laughs> tough. But anyway, um, Dennis, I, I, let's let's start the top ten. You get us started. Who is your number ten team? in week two. All right, so two teams fell out of my top uh, 10, so somebody had to uh, jump in. Richmond's at number 10 for me this week. I didn't have the Blue Devils uh, ranked, but they're going to replace the team that they beat at number 10, and they beat St. Clair pretty good, so I got Richmond in there. I had St. Clair at 10 last week. This week, I put Harbor Beach in there. Nice win at Cardinal Mooney. Uh, They were very successful. They have a tough game this week against Cass City, so the, the Pirates' time in the top 10 might be short-lived. All right. Uh, Beach is uh, in at number nine for me after their win over Mooney, which I weighed in as being a little bit more impressive. Uh, so I moved them up to number nine into the uh, rankings for the first time. So we just had them flipped. I have Richmond, so two teams that got wins at East China, moved up to number or got into the top 10 or moved up 
what have you. Yeah, I did not have Richmond in my top 10 to start the year. So they're number nine. Uh, they, they really controlled the game at no point. Did it feel like St. Clair was really threatening? Uh, and Richmond, for their efforts, the number nine team in the top 10. All right. I had Yale at number nine last week. I bump them up to number eight this week after a 56-point win at Annapolis. Well, uh, so... Yale was number seven last week, but I didn't put Ubley in there. Ubley is somewhere in there, so that slots them down one. But for all intents and purposes, Yale stays the same, but technically they drop a spot to number eight through no fault of their own, through my indecision to put Ubley in the top (laughs) ten. Last week, had I done that, they would have stayed the same, but they're my number eight team. So this might be the biggest drop for any number one team since we've been doing this. I don't ever remember punishing anybody for a loss this badly but let's face it i was really underwhelmed northern is my number seven team this week wow i didn't they can do so much better well i just looked at what everybody else did though yeah yeah i mean i they picked a bad week to get blown out they did they really didn't now you have me reconsidering some things, but I did not drop them quite that far. But number seven is where I put in the Marine City Mariners. Uh, they were physically handled um, by Armada, and it's been a long time since you've seen a Marine City team lose like that in the regular season. I mean, I'd have to go back and look, but Dennis, when do you think the last time Marine City – I mean, I, okay, Duran last year, excuse me. I kind of put that one in my memory. They actually lost by exactly 20. But it doesn't happen too often that they lose by double digits in the regular season. No, not in the regular season. Before that, the last time they lost by two scores in the regular season, uh, looks like it was St. Clair in 2018. And they had an outstanding team. Yes. So it, it doesn't happen often. And I kind of had to punish Marine City a little bit for it. I had Marine City at number four last week. I put them at number six this week because they did lose by 20, but they lost to Armada, and I'm going to factor that in as well, that Armada is one of my better teams. So we just flip-flopped again. I have Northern at six. That's still a five-spot drop. Yeah. But, yeah, that's – again, that – that was about as bad of a game as they could play. It feels like Northern's loss this year was last year's version of PH going to the big house and losing by however many to GRCC. Yeah. Like, whatever could go wrong went, went wrong. wrong. All right, at number five, up from number seven in week one, I've got Elmont after what I think is a very impressive win. I have Elmont at number five, too. Um, we're a little in alignment here. I just like what they did. That was uh, I was high on Marysville, so I have to at least give Almont credit for now for winning by that much and doing it with a lot of new faces. So Almont at number five. Uh, I had PH way up at number two. They dropped to number four for me this week. Uh, Anchor Bay in the end did beat them by 22 points, but I still think PH is one of the five best teams in the area. And I have PH at number four. This is getting a little (laughs) redundant. Um, Yeah, I don't want to use the rain as an excuse, but I'm using the rain a little bit as an excuse for them. Uh, They're bringing in an East Point team that won last week, 
Take care of business, beat East Point handily, and then I'll feel more confident about you at number four, but I like them at number four. All right. Uh, I had Ubley at number five, and after they crush Everest, they probably should go higher, but I've got them at number three. So I think we're going to be in sync the rest of the way. Ubley's my number three. I, I don't know, Dennis. If Port Huron plays Ubley, Port Huron beats Ubley. I'm not, I'm not naive to that fact. But they just stomped a team that was a Final Four contender last year that was a win away from Ford Field and a program that I don't think has ever missed the playoffs. Like, Clarkston Everest is as much of a wagon as any D8 team is, and you would have thought that they that some fifth-place GTC East team came into town and ugly cleaned up. Oh, you'd have thought they were playing Owendale Gagetown. Right. That Yeah, <laughs> some team that just revived their program came in. And Ubley, like it was like playing with their little brother. Just, okay, good job. Thanks for coming. Go back to Clarkston. Take your butt whooping with you. So, Ubley, I mean, again, I'm just going to always say it because I feel bad because I never know where to put them. But, yeah, Ubley number three. All right. So, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how you did this. This is how I did it. Um, I moved Armada to number two. I had them at number six mm-hmm. uh, in, in the pre-poll, so they jumped quite a bit. Again, very impressive what they did to uh, Marine City, uh, and so I, I moved Armada up to number two. And I kept Armada at number two, and I'm going to assume, Dennis, that means we both have Cross Lex at number one. Yep. And I think the biggest reason why I have Armada below Cross Lex is and this might not be a fair reason or a dumb reason and you can yell at me and you might have some a leg to stand on. Armada hasn't been able to beat Cross Lex. So a little bit of history goes in there that if it's close, if it's a tie, I'm going to lean to the side that Armada hasn't beaten Cross Lex in 2 years, so I, or t- 2 decades rather. So I'm going to lean on the side of the Pioneers as my number 1 team. Well, mine's maybe a little less scientific than that. I had Crosslex at number three. I had Armada at number six. Crosslex won by 30 and a half. Uh, and, and, I mean, Armada's win was impressive. So I jumped Armada up more spots than I jumped Crosslex up. But Crosslex was closer to the top. So after an impressive win, they get the top spot, and Armada gets the second top spot. And we'll get that matchup in two weeks. A w- week and a half at this point. Yeah. So, all right, my top 10, Harbor Beach at 10, Richmond at 9, Yale at 8, Marine City down to 7, Port Huron Northern down to 6, Almont into the top 5, Port Huron High at number 4, Ubley I figured slot in at 3, Armada 2, Cross Lex 1. And I have Richmond at 10, Harbor Beach at 9, Yale at 8, Northern slips to 7, Marine City slips to 6, Almont at 5, Port Huron at four, Ubley at three, Armada at two, and Crosslex is my number one team after one week of the season. All right. Um, you got anything else for for today? We'll be back with the picks on Wednesday. Remember, this is the last week of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and, yeah, it'll be – we have, what, four games on the slate this, this week? At least four games. Right. Because I'm still always looking for more. Right. <laughs> All right. We will see you Wednesday. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.